0: It was a dark time for a lot of us. And it was just, I just had this moment of low.
1: Hello. Hi. And welcome back to another episode of Breakroom Banter. It's a hairstylist adjacent
2: podcast where each week two friends who also happen to be hairstylists
1: break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden.
2: And I am your hostess, Erica the Red.
1: And this week we have uh, one of my friends on, Ben Barkworth.
2: He was awesome.
1: He's the founder of Fast Foils, as well as Just Be Salon. And the Unicorn Palette. The Unicorn Palette, B-Side Salon. I mean, it's a list. Right, yeah. He is an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, Revolutionizing. Revolutionizing the industry. He is just an incredible human. I was going to
2: say, and not only that, but he's an incredible guy. Super nice, easy to talk to. Yeah. Doesn't gatekeep. You know, we love that here in the break room. Um, Yeah, it was a really good conversation, you guys. We talked about his journey um, before Fast Foils. We talked about his journey launching Fast Foils. Um,
1: We even talked about, like, minimum order quantities whenever you're talking about launching a brand. What it
2: looks like to take something from the inside of your brain and actually make it a reality.
1: And even, like, the challenges that he faced while he was coming up with the brand, some things that I didn't know about the brand mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff that honestly made me love the brand even more yeah. past the performance of the product, which is strong. Yeah.
2: I mean, I honestly, I think it's a really good episode. I can't wait for everyone um, to hear it. Lots of tidbits for you guys.
1: So grab a notebook, get yeah. take some notes and enjoy this episode with Ben Barkworth. I'm excited to be having you on the podcast finally.
2: Thanks for having me. I know. We've been talking about it for, what, eight months?
1: <laughs> so typically, we start every episode off with our peaks and our pits, mm-hmm. but this year, since it's the first of the year, we're going to start off with sharing some goals. Do you want to kick us off, Erica?
2: I will kick us off. Um, I had to think about it ahead of time. <laughs> um And Because I haven't actually sat down and, like, done my actual goal setting yet. But I've been thinking about it. And so my I'm going to tell you my personal goal Mm -hmm. is, like, to get better with a routine. Like, I have this new schedule that's kind of flippy floppy back and forth. um, And so I have to establish a new routine in it. Which routine is not something I'm good at anyways. So slowly but surely... We're going to, it's like, that's my overall goal. So there'll be obviously lots of little goals yeah. inside of that.
1: But What about you, Ben?
2: Well,
0: very similar, actually, uh, with everything that's going on and, be, you know, still being behind the chair, running a salon and then growing a brand internationally. It's all about setting myself up for success personally, uh, professionally, and making sure that everything is achievable. Um, But also pushing those boundaries as well, but setting it up with the calendar, um, daily journaling, uh, weekly journaling, and then making sure I'm set up for my week instead of being on the heel all the time, because there's always so much going on. It's about looking and forecasting for the future so that there isn't any major surprises and that it's, you know, it's not three minutes before you're going on to a Zoom meeting and you're finishing the decks, that you are, you know, that's already done. It's taking that stress off your shoulders so you can handle other uh, um, stressful loads and just reducing that that amount of stress. And if you set yourself up for success, you know, if that's uh, looking at the calendar or I, I forecast six months out now. Um, so um that way I know if it's the salon they can book in um they know when I'm going to be behind the chair if I know what I'm traveling I can already set my dates for that so it's just all those kind of things and then personally um mind body soul health it's um I'm going to the gym yoga uh, meditation uh, and journaling personally as well I think is really important just to make sure that you can offload some of those smaller things that run through your brain
1: Oh, yeah. I love it. And it can be hard to go to the gym mm-hmm. and take time to meditate and all of that when you know that your to-do list is
2: a, thousand a mile miles long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's going to be awesome for both of you guys. All right, your turn, honey. Oh, my turn? So my goals are mostly career. Um, I got married this year, so personally I would like to – Grow that relationship deeper, stronger, all of those things. Um, and career-wise, I want to launch a couple things this year. So one of them being my education platform, which is almost complete. Very cool. Um, and then just, like, a couple other things are in the pipeline, in the brain that are going on. So kind of, like, lifelong Goal dreams Mm -hmm. that may or may not possibly get to happen this year. So
0: put it in the ask, believe, receive column and uh, you can do it.
2: Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: Okay. so first question, I guess we're just going to dive right into it is can you walk us through the process a little bit of like how do you take an idea from your brain and then make it reality?
0: Yeah. um, uh, A little bit of um, courage. It takes a lot of what Jay Ladner would say is audacity. Um, (laughs) um, But I mean, when you a lot of people come up with ideas and there's a lot of great ideas that people have, a lot of people don't put it into the next action. And it's really about mapping out what that looks like. It's about doing a lot of research. Uh, It's um, product development and all, and then all of those things like does, is there something competitive in the market that you're trying to go up against? Is it something that you're innovating and changing or enhancing Uh, like fast foils? Um, And it's about taking that risk and knowing that if you are gonna start something that you're gonna see it through. There's no point coming up with a concept and uh, kind of giving up when the tough gets going, because I'm telling you, it is going to be sleepless nights. There's going to be moments where you're like, I don't have a penny left. How are we going to get through? And it's those moments that make you stronger. Um, But how does it work? I mean, it's about, honestly, vision boarding. It's about taking out and kind of taking off of the smaller things of that vision, starting small and then growing big, but then also looking at the big picture. Um, And yeah, it's about surrounding yourself with the right people that can help support you, guide you, um, uh, mentor you. Uh, There's gonna be lots of questions that you're gonna have along the way. And it's about surrounding yourself with the right people uh, to help that dream come true.
2: I like that. So you would say like lots of networking is important because <laughs> you gotta get around those people.
0: Absolutely. And it's about taking that your that concept or that innovation and you know really mapping it out. And what does what does it mean to you? And what what is it that you want it to do in three months, six months, twelve months, five years? Um, you know, and and then it's about you know coming up with that concept, branding, marketing um and launching at the right time when you've got all of those pieces of the puzzles together I have made lots of mistakes along the way where um you know they they come and they'll they may bite you in the bum later on um but um if you don't make those mistakes you're not going to learn for the future too so it's okay to make mistakes um but when you're launching something make sure that you're doing it right
1: Make sure your purpose is there Absolutely. and you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. So could you walk us through now a little bit of your journey before fast foils? What led you to this point of fast foils? Cause fast foils, like you mentioned is it's getting to be a worldwide salon name that you are using the foils. I've noticed over the last year I will use the foils in class and it went from what are these foils that you're using to, Oh my God, those are fast foils. I've wanted to try those for so long. And I'm like, Oh, here, take the boxes. (laughs) So Lita, can you lead us up a little bit to the development of fast foils? Who was Ben before fast foils?
0: So I mean, I've been in the industry for 15 years now. Um, I, uh, before I was even in hair, I was in hospitality. So everything I do uh, in the salon, it's all about the guest experience uh, from beginning to end, uh, which is my hospitality background. Uh, you know, from, I started off um, mentoring under John Tacone, who's an incredible artist out of Toronto. Um, i worked with him for several years. Uh, and in 2015, uh, I opened Just Be Salon in Toronto on Queen Street. Uh, which is a boutique hair salon, and it's Be Bold, Be Brave, Be Beautiful, Just Be. And it's about creating a space where people can be who they want to be, and it's our job to make them feel their best, whoever they are, identify as, um, and whatever look that they want to portray as being their most beautiful inside and out. Um, So I've been running that since 2015. Uh, We've grown to a team of 12 now, I think um and uh we also opened uh B-side beauty which was a the other side of the beauty industry which was manicures pedicures lashes brows makeup um and yeah the other side of beauty uh so we ran that for 7 years and last year we actually sold that business so that we could focus more on fast foils um and it was just you know everything evolves and sometimes you've got to make bandwidth within your brain space and your your network um, of what you want to focus on what you truly believe in. And, you know, we obviously believe in fast and we're taking it and it's growing quite rapidly. So um, it was a great opportunity. We, we loved having the business. Uh, we loved our team, but uh, we passed that on to new owners now. Um, so, yeah, so before fast I was, you know, educator with uh, scruples, hair care. Um, I was doing a lot of platform work, editorial work uh, and, where it all came about is I was had the opportunity of working at New York Fashion Week and London Fashion Week. And I was working backstage at London Fashion Week. And as most hairstylists do, wear black all day, every day. Um, I was working backstage. And if you, have, if you have the opportunity to be back there, it is crazy hot. It's crazy busy. The energy is amazing. Um, it's hectic. It's energetic. It's, it's so much fun. But um, with that, wearing black, you know, all the tools, uh, all the people, makeup artists. I was just so hot back there. And I was like, why do we do this to ourselves? Like, this is, this is so hot. I know why we do, you know, you want to blend into the background. It's not about, us. Uh, we want to look uniform? But then I was like, this is creating warmth. And it was literally like a light went off and I was like, wait a second, can we produce an endothermic foil that has an ultra black coating? That when living in a warm environment it will help the lightner speed up its processing time because we know when Leitner's living in a warm environment it will do that so I literally like was like Bing! and then I get back to the plane I write all these ideas down in my book I always have a book with me doesn't matter where I am I've got several of these books just all my ideas and thoughts and journals and I've probably got too many of them but um I just start writing all of my ideas down. And when I landed, I was like, "This is like this has got to exist." There's no way an endothermic. And I was like, "Wait a second! Like, how does this? How is this? How's no one come?" Out? And every time I talk to someone about it, I'm like, "This is genius! How has no one done this?" Um, and it gets back to your first question of how do you take that so. Then we did a lot of product research. You know, it took a, a lot of research to do to see if it did exist out there, and it just it wasn't popping up on you know my Google searches. So we dove deep in and realized that this is an opportunity for us to help the industry to help stylists work smarter, not harder, behind the chair. And you know, then you come up with you know, what does the branding and what does the name, and that's really important. And I mean, foil stands for itself. Um, it is a high performance foil that helps speed up processing time. Um, and then maybe that manufactures hair foil. I mean, who, like as a hairstylist behind the chair in this salon, I didn't know that. So I went reached out to my network and I was like, hey, you guys have a private label foil. would you share their contact with me? And then we reached out to several other factories once we said, is this possible? And does this concept work? Then it was product testing, thermal testing, third-party testing with a lab to make sure that your concept that you think about is actually true. Uh, So that took about a year, year and a half of just all of that alone of of the testing and um, coming up with that concept, so. And before that, I had the Unicorn Palette, uh, so I already had a product company that was creating innovative products. It's called Just Be Professional Products, but we we launched with the Unicorn Palette, which is a palette that holds six different hair colors in one. It was designed for vivid colors, so if you're doing unicorn or multi-dimensional color, so we launched with that first. And unfortunately, the concept of fast foils came at the same time I was I was launching Unicorn Palette and I was like well it's either one or the other like what if someone comes up with this concept because it doesn't exist so not that we put Unicorn we didn't stop Unicorn Palette but I had to put all of my energy into the concept of Fastballs so we've actually now rebranded the Unicorn Palette under the Fastballs um, family and umbrella so that's going to be relaunched this year which we're super excited about um so a long-winded question and answer but that's where it started before and that's
2: where we're at now I love that though
1: I I do too and I like how you kind of laid that out of like okay you had the idea then you went Mm -hmm. to someone that you knew was doing private label and then you're doing your product research it's I think a lot of people like you said everyone has ideas Mm -hmm. but it takes there's certain steps that you have to take to make this idea come from your brain into a product that we can sit and look at on this camera. Yeah. And so it's not something that everyone can have an idea, but it's not something that everyone can do. And when I think of you, what I think of, like if I could think of one word that describes Ben, I would say consistent. Every time you speak about your mission, every time you tell someone what your purpose is or what your why is, um, first off, everyone in the room's listening, just in case you didn't know. <laughs>
0: Thank you.
1: But I've been in a room where multiple people in different areas of the of our industry were asking you these questions and your answer was always the same. And so having that purpose, that drives you, that is consistent, is what's launching you forward so fast. While we're talking about that, though, has there been a moment that the momentum of the growth has scared you? Or you're like, oh, what do I do? Or I'm not prepared for this. And how did you handle that?
0: Um, daily, weekly, um, monthly, yearly. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start off by saying that we started the concept in 2018. 2019 was kind of the the launch of, of Fast Falls. I had a business partner previous to, to um, where we are now. And him and I came up with the concept of the unicorn palette, we were working, he does marketing, I do hair, and it was a collaboration between the two of us of this concept, and which is when we first took it to market, and we started, so my salon in Toronto, we started by warehousing fast foils in the boiler room, and we I think our first order was like 96 units of the 5x7 and 96 units of the 5x12. And, you know, the the branding has changed a little bit since and uh, we'll get into the packaging and stuff like that. But that's how we started. And we started off by getting a direct-to-consumer website and our website that has evolved over the couple of years um, since. And that's how we started doing Fast Flows we would literally get an order pop up on our phone and it's like someone ordered a five by 12 and we would celebrate and then we would put it into a bubble wrap and we would send it off to you know canada mail and it would get shipped out and once in a while an order would come through and we'd be like oh yeah another order great you know package it up or get one of the assistants to do it and it's a full team effort at, at just Be salon and it, you know and it started to evolve and then it was like so what do we do from here how do we want this to grow or is this just a side hustle And we're like, no, like we really wanna see this grow nationally and then internationally um, to help stylists behind the chair. And then, you know, you start to run out of funds and it's like, so who's funding it? This has been self-funded currently by myself and my partner. So this organization is solely owned by myself and my husband. Um, there's been no shareholders. There's been no investors. Um, so yeah, there's been moments. <laughs> um, and the biggest moment I would say, um, was the pandemic, you know, it we were so 2019 we're launching our biggest goal was 2020. Let's go, let's expand it. Let's get influencers. Let's get, so talking to our mentors and talking to, to industry uh, leaders about how do we do this? Um, And the goal was for 2020. And then that's when it was like, okay, the salon had been closed for 13 months. Business partner was like, I'm done, I'm over it. Um, I'm like, well, I still think it has legs. So I had to make that decision of, do I wanna close this or do I wanna continue with it? Knowing that I haven't worked in 13 months and well at that point probably six months so no income got a product line that hasn't had any sales in six months because no one's open um and we didn't have the brand awareness yet so it was like well what do you do and i was like no i said this brand has legs this is what i want to do and it was that moment where you had to look yourself in the mirror and go are we going all in and that's when I was like, well, I'm not working. What, what am I doing? I'm playing PlayStation and I'm like, like going for walks in the park. I've been like, okay, I'm going crazy here. And I was like, you have a business and a brand that is waiting for you. And that's when the new concept of fills came through. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take this on myself. Um, and since then it's been steady growth through 2021 and then 2022 was the big impact of um another big moment was you know we knew that the our old packaging and our old concept wasn't going to be feasible for for national growth when it comes to margins so can we find a different manufacturing facility can we do different packaging and how do we develop that so that we can be uh, readily more available cost effectively across the board getting into distribution getting into so then we had to then look at new manufacturing do more testing do product development with with different factory options and then it's okay so where does that funding come from and so yeah I mean along the way it's been uh, quite a few of those moments and uh, you know do you take it internationally do you do you stop and just be humble with keeping it within north america or do you want to spread the message to help stylists worldwide um, and those there'll always those dips and those flows
2: um that's crazy so one of the questions i had had on here for you was like talk to me about challenges but like I did not realize that you started this before the pandemic. And so I kind of want to go back a little bit in everything that you just said. And you said that was like a pivotal moment for you. You had this business partner that didn't want to have anything to do with it. So you said you ended up going at it kind of on your own and you rebranded a little bit or like what was, talk to me about that time. Like what made you not want to give up, know that you could do this even in the middle of a pandemic, like and, okay, I'm going to go this direction, and I think that's going to work. Because, like, I have lots of ideas in my head all the time, too, right? And I always want to make them happen. But then I'm thinking being faced with something like the pandemic, I wanted to give up on everything during the pandemic, <laughs> let alone something like this. So I'm curious and like, what went on inside of your own brain. Was it just really, like, belief in the concept, or was it, like, I know I can make these changes in business regardless of this happening. So I'm confident that I can do it.
0: Well, I'm going to first off by saying you were not alone. Uh, I was doing nothing. I would go into the salon just to like clean and just to get out of the house. um, And just, and it was just very depressing. So I stopped going in Um, and it was a dark time for a lot of us and it was just, I just had this moment of low, quite low. And I was just like, wait a second. Like, what are you doing? You, you help yourself. Like you you've got this brand that's sitting in your boiler room that you know works, that you know can make a difference. And when someone comes to you and says, mm, I'm out, And you go, wait a second, I'm going to go all in because I believe in this product so much. And I know that we can make a difference for this industry going forward. Um, It was just like, dig your heels in. And then it gave me inspiration to wake up every day to have something to do. Um, And we had to look at that. We had to literally go back to square one. What does it look like? What does it feel like? Where do we want it to be? How do we want to get it there? And who do we want to work with to do that? Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the whiteboard, it was like, literally, it was like, let's wipe it clean. What and what do we want this to look like? Because right now it's zero, but we, we have a factory and we have the product. Um, and then it was a lot of mapping out. I mean, and I'm so fortunate that I have an amazing husband uh, and business partner that supports me, uh, with all of my endeavors. And, uh, he's now full-time with us, um, and is our director of operations. And he takes, make sure that everything is taken care of to allow me to do what I do. Uh, and he works with all of the team. Um, and it was, you know, making sure that he believed in the product too, and believed in the path. And, um, yeah, it's, it was, a lot, but, uh, I'm glad we did it. (laughs) Were
1: you, (laughs) were you guys business partners at, in the salon as well? Or did he have a full-time job that he was like, no, you know what? I believe in you so much. Let's do this together. (laughs)
0: Well, uh, he had a full-time job. Then I opened the salon. Uh, and then he realized as we're growing the salon to where it's at, uh, that he had to, um, help out more. So he stepped back at his, uh, full-time career. Um, and then I decided that we needed to take over the lease next door and open B-side beauty. Uh, at that point, he'd gone back to a, another career. Um, and then six months into that, he realized that that baby needed him as well. So then he quit his job and then came full-time for B-side beauty. Uh, he got that stable and, uh, on its feet went back to, uh, another career with same industry, um, but a different job. Um, and then, um, as of this year, he, uh, also did the same thing. So, uh, as of this year, he left his full-time career again, uh, to, to work with us full-time.
2: Sounds like he did a lot for you guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: I feel like that story that you shared just then, uh, about how low of a place you were in during the pandemic honestly strengthens the message of the brand for me personally is this 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 package of foils brought you from your lowest place that you've been and gave you a purpose again. And it brought you into my life. It brought you into so many mm-hmm. people's lives that you've – enriched our lives just because you didn't give up and it has such a powerful message already adding that on top of it just it i my hair is still standing up on my arms from when you told the story (laughs) earlier
2: i was gonna say not only that but obviously you know it works because you are that confident in it through such a rough time too
0: uh, yeah, and there'll be times where you will be faced with times where you may have to throw in the towel. But if you believe in it enough and believe in the message enough, you will find ways to succeed. Um, and you will find avenues and different ways to, to make sure that you can continue. And it and it still happens. I mean, growth is constantly happening. And, and how do you make those hurdles? And those hurdles get bigger and the commitments get bigger. Um, but it's so exciting, and it's I'm so passionate about it, and I love doing it. I love waking up every day. I just had a week off, and today's actually my first day back in the office, and I was so excited to get up this morning. I could hardly sleep last night because Aww, you know, that's so cute. um I mean, time off is good, we need it, but um, yeah, we've got a lot a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline for twenty twenty four so we're super excited
1: so um we we've talked a lot about the financials of it. What is the what was the reality of actually starting the brand? So did you have a budget in your mind and then how much did you exceed that budget?
0: <laughs> um <laughs> no, you don't have a budget in mind. I mean, when you I mean and this is where Rom coming into the picture really helps because I'm artistic, I have visions, I'm a yes man uh, and I don't really look at the balance sheet as much as I didn't used to look at the balance sheet uh, as like I do now. Um, But yeah, when you know that you've got something and you know you're like okay well that's gonna cost X amount and it's gonna be probably four times as much as you think every time. and. Uh, The first two years, it was yes. What are we doing? Yes. Are always going to be that? Yes. Uh, And you just have to, you just have to find ways to do it. Um, And I mean, that's part of it is believing in it is that you're going to go in debt. And sometimes a lot of debt. Um, But when it comes to budgeting, I mean, I've already been fortunate to run restaurants. I've been fortunate to be running two successful salons and beauty uh, businesses, so we already had ideas of you know balance sheets and um, having to put a spreadsheet together for for budgeting. Um, but when it came to you know, for example, when we changed our packaging and launched so we could get more international um, past couple of years, you have to invest in years worth of product an inventory um, that is containers worth that get shipped over.
1: I think people don't know about like minimum order quantities. when you're talking about private label items. It's something that I just recently learned trying to make a dream happen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, you mean to tell me that I need to buy a hundred thousand of these? I don't need that many. (laughs) I don't know that many people. So can we talk a little bit about that? Like, Minimum order quantities and how? How did you learn all of these things? Just as you go?
0: Cool. Honestly, tenacity, um, uh, research, audacity. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, our first order was like a white label product with the technology behind it. So we it wasn't white label. <laughs> black label, Um, (laughs) but it was, we could do smaller quantities. Like I said, we started with 96 as a trial run test, like, can we do this? And then we knew that if to hit certain amount of margins that cost, we had to hit a minimum order quantity. Um, One of the biggest reasons for actually us moving uh, facilities wasn't actually, I mean, cost was one thing, it was, actually to be more environmentally friendly with the pre-cuts it was the packaging um our our old manufacturer couldn't do box like we wanted to have like our current um packaging um but also we couldn't do roll format so we wanted to be able to because not everybody's a pre-cut lover Uh, And we wanted to be able to do uh, a role format. So that was one of our biggest reasons was environmentally friendly, but then also that we could expand our portfolio uh, for the role lovers. But yeah, minimum order quantity. I mean, we're talking, you have to order hundreds of thousands. I mean, now we have our own manufacturing facility that manufactures it for us, but we do have to have um, minimum order quantities. And that's an investment that you're never going to get back. Um, cause you are always going to have to have that inventory somewhere. So that's an investment that for the future that will always have to be there and it will always grow. So, um, you will have to have product that is sitting there. That is money sitting on a shelf, which is.
1: I was actually going to ask that question. Next was you have changed the packaging of the pre cuts already. And there's some, like, new things coming along as well. So when you're talking about all of that, um, you're sending out new orders of new packaging. What happens to all of your old packaging that you have sitting there? And is it a loss or are you able to balance that out with running a sale or sending these out to your influencers or your ambassadors, or how do you balance that?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's several ways of doing it. You can do uh, old stock sales. You can do, um, you can use it, utilize it when doing hair shows. You can utilize it with your team. You can utilize it with ambassadors, influencers, uh, but you also want them to be using the most current uh, tools and the most current product as well. So um, it's kind of like a balance of, of the two. I mean, when we did uh, we did our first hair show in June last year, so our first hair show to market was Orlando Premiere, and then we did uh, ISSE in Long Beach. And we had placed an order... Um, And we changed our product and manufacturing facility last September. So all of this has happened in the past 13 months, um, I guess. Um, Oh, no, it was 2021. Sorry, it wasn't last year. So it's been 18 months. Um, And, yeah, we ordered all of this new product to be coming in for the shows to make sure that we had it in stock. And then it was like, oh, we're now going to be changing all of this. So um, we did get stuck with uh, with a lot of products. Uh, I mean, I'm fortunate that once again, I own a salon. So Just Be Salon uses all the old products still. <laughs>
1: <laughs> your assistants will be glad for the day. They don't have to separate foil and paper. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> right? But it is something that you have to then, you know, put into your your margins and your, um, your balance sheet as well.
2: So first of all, I just want to say thank you for removing the paper from the package. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> I love, I love that improvement. Second of all, I am curious, obviously you're super passionate about this. Um, what has been the biggest reward in doing this that maybe you weren't anticipating?
0: The ability, oh, there's so many. Um, The ability to make a difference to the industry and artists behind the chair, I would say is number one. That's the most rewarding. Um, Very close second is the people that I have met along the way. I mean, I just got goosebumps shivering down my spine. Um, just the the people that I've met, you two. Um, I mean, so many artists uh, that I've now had the opportunity to work with, inspire, uh, educate, um, mentors that I've always looked up to that I'm now working with, um, that I wouldn't have had those opportunities before. Um, so that, I mean, that the network and just the ability to come out of this um with a different mindset as well um is probably the second most rewarding
2: i just i love that answer that's great because i think sometimes when you go through stuff like this there's stuff along the way that like maybe you think it's going to go one way and you know it's not going to go that way but you don't really you don't obviously you don't know what how it's going to go so i just was curious like how what you weren't expecting like you said.
0: So one thing I will say though, is I never did it for the money. I have a passion. I have a career. I love doing what I do behind the chair. I get asked all the time, will you give up being behind the chair? The answer is no. Uh, I love being behind the chair. So it wasn't that I wanted to do it for a paycheck. I wanted to do it to make a difference. So that's never been the driving passion of why I do fast foils. The driving passion is to work with different people, different artists, to help stylists, to help salons, um, and it works. And and you know to have we're the first foil manufacturer to come up with a full education platform that teaches stylists how to install more efficiently. Uh, with our patterns and placements, Uh, having a full in-depth color knowledge course to learn about underlying pigment, pigment weight. Um, And we have all of this. And it's about building the industry because it's up to my generation and our generation to help our generation, the new generation, and inspire the older generation that if it's not for us, then who is it that's going to be inspiring and educating? So... Yeah, I just think that's kind of the drive and, and passion and purpose behind it as well.
2: I love that.
1: I admire how Fast Foils, as you said, it's the only foil company that has this education platform. But I also admire the fact that Fast Foils is working with these outlandishly yeah. named stylists. Mm-hmm. You have Ashley Norman, you have Jay Ladner, Rebecca Taylor. All of these iconic people are working for you. And you're also still giving opportunities to the younger generation that wants that aspires to be that. And you're not gatekeeping, you've not gatekeeped a single thing from anyone. This is the room that everyone is welcome. Everyone is here on the same level, the same playing field. And we're all here to create and to inspire together. And there's no hierarchy or, well, this person has this name, so we're going to do exactly what this person says. No, it is a collaborative effort. Anytime Fast Foil's name is involved, you know that it's going to be a safe space where you're going to feel welcomed, you're not going to feel shut down, or anything like that.
2: Well, I know... When I came to the show with Hunter, that I was, like, so nervous (laughs) coming in and even being around you guys. And I just had such a great, like, it kind of floored me and changed my life a little bit, actually. At the time, I was not in the greatest place, personally. And, like, I came back from it impacted just being around, like, not even on the crew, but just around the crew. Because it really was, like... An egoless, sharing, warm, kind, encouraging environment, which it isn't always. I think,
0: I think, thank you for that. Um, And yeah, everybody is always welcome. And if there is artists out there that want to be part of the team, reach out to us on Instagram, uh, obviously at Fastfoils, because we want to see your work. We want to work with you. You know, like you said, we've got top tier names and we've got people inspiring to be. You know, work with us. I have been left out and have those gates closed and war- walls built up that people won't let you in. And at Fast Walls, we will never be that brand. Part of our mission statement is that everyone is always welcome. Um, and and that's part of it too. Is is making sure that people do feel welcome. If it's if it's supporting at a show, if it's um, us sharing your content, ambassadors, influencers, um educators, platform artists, um, and it's a, we're, it's a collabor it's a collaborative that we're all work together. Um, Hunter had the opportunity to join us for a photo shoot that has now been printed internationally, um, which is super exciting. So, um, yeah, lots more to come.
1: I I just, I, I think the biggest thing I would like for people to take away from this is that, yes, it is a foil. You're, installing highlights however you happen to use them but it's so much more than a foil it's a purpose it's we now know the full purpose the whole it's a community mission. Not just it's foil. a community it's not just a foil and the message is powerful and i can't wait for people to hear it so thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to talk to us. Thank you for having me. Um, absolutely. I would have you every week. If you, <laughs> if you wanted to come in every week, we'll just do a recurring a every week.
2: Recurring guest. You, you can have a say segment. That. I love that. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> <cut> that <off. laughs> Um, so, Ben, tell us, where can the people find you? So,
0: uh, we have distribution uh, in North America, and we are super excited to uh, announce that we will be international in the UK and in Italy as of February. Uh, so, uh, we have grown internationally uh, with our distribution partners. Uh, you are also can find it at fastfills.ca. Uh, which uh, if you want to buy uh online, that's also possible. It's where all of our education lives, all the product knowledge lives. Uh, so Instagram is at fastfoils, uh, and then fastfoils.ca because we are a Canadian company and we do celebrate that. Um, for all of your information
2: for fastfoils, love it.
1: Love it. If you want to find us on social media, I'm at Herix Hunter on all the things.
2: I am Erica the Redhead on all the things.
1: Our podcast is at Breaker and Banter Pod on all the things. And if you want to find additional ways to support us, you can follow us on Patreon. It's www.patreon.com forward slash Breaker Banter Pod. And until next time, remember,
2: you always have a seat at our table.
1: Bye.
2: Bye.